0: Hello, gals and guys. It's your host, Phil Larson, and this is your motivational high-five on embarrassment. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back for another episode. Uh, To get us started real fast, I'd like to give a shout-out to Tia Brown, who has joined the Super High Five Club over on Patreon.com for $5 a month. uh, She gets a shout-out and access to... Uh, my even smaller uh, <laughs> podcast between uh, episodes here. And it's basically just raw recordings from my phone, anything I'm thinking about at the time. And I plan, I do plan on kicking that up a notch uh, than what I've done the last couple of months, which have been pretty, pretty slow. But uh, there are a few of you that support the podcast in that way. So if you're interested, go to Patreon.com. There are different reward levels. Uh, There's a $1 a month reward level and a $5 a month reward level. That is Patreon.com slash YMH5, the number five. Patreon.com slash YMH5. Uh, Let's get right into it. In regards to embarrassment, do you ever find yourself haunted by moments of embarrassment? Uh, I do often, and I use the word haunted uh, because it's like it it sneaks up on my memory, and when something from my past comes to mind that I'm embarrassed about, I find myself cringing at it, or like get a little sick in the pit of my stomach, uh, or I I just like shake my head as if it were to shake it off somehow. And uh, looking more into this and also learning about the brain, um, this is because the brain is so powerful. Uh, when you become embarrassed or when you experience an embarrassing moment, all kinds of chemicals get released in your brain that help leave this sort of imprint on this time in your life and kind of the pictures and the things that you were taking in at that time that, that something embarrassing happened to you. And when the embarrassment comes to mind, it's as if I get transported back to that moment. The visualizations are real. They're very real. And you, you know, even if you've seen someone who've had who's had a traumatic flashback, it's kind of that same sort of thing. You get transported back. Um, studies show the brain lights up in the same way whether you are eating ice cream or watching someone else eat ice cream because visualizing eyes eyesight trumps all other senses. It becomes the real deal, and when you get Those memories, they become very visualized within your mind and your heart will race again. Your palms will sweat again, even though it has been 25 years since your crush turned you down. (laughs) I don't know. That's what I wrote. That's what I wrote in my notes. (laughs) But embarrassment is not all that bad. In fact, um, it's good in balance. It really is Uh, because it helps us become better in social Situations, and we are social beings. We got, to, we have to embrace that part about ourselves. Some of you get too embarrassed about your past actions, or even you know, in the present, with people. And some of you don't get embarrassed enough. <laughs> we need balance. Uh, Doctor Virginia Strum uh, says embarrassment happens in the cingulate cortex. This part of some people's brains is actually understimulated. And that causes them to be too uninhibited uh, or oblivious to the effect of their behavior on others. Uh, conversely, some have this part of their brain overstimulated, which leads to social awkwardness uh, and, and embarrassment responses that are just really too much of overreactions to what actually happened. And that can keep people stuck and isolated from real relationship with people. Uh, The trick to achieve proper balance um, in kind of our responses to embarrassment is actually (laughs) it's mindfulness. It's um, reframing things. It's kind of going back there in our minds and allowing ourselves to go back there in our minds. And here is a silly uh, example story uh, from my past to kind of get us started and to get us thinking But yeah, I used to play soccer a lot. Um, And I remember as maybe a very young teenager, 13 or so, um, I went down and I scored a goal. And of course, uh, you know, as a kid, like was super pumped, super excited. Um, And I'm running back to the middle of the field because we just scored. Um, In fact, I just scored what's up. And the ref was at at the middle of the field with his hand up. (laughs) And I thought he wanted to give me a high five. So I jumped up and I gave him a high five and I turned around and he was just calling for the soccer ball (laughs) to come to his hand so he could place it in the middle of the field for the kickoff. And I remember feeling so embarrassed by that. And here I am as a 35 year old remembering that very clearly because it was so ingrained in my mind, but to reframe it, say I was an onlooker and a kid who just scored the goal went back to the middle of the field and high fived the ref, I would think, man, that kid's awesome. <laughs> like why not? <laughs> nice. You know, and the other reframing is, was was the ref like, did he he probably thought it was funny? Or <laughs> did he think I was stupid and if he thought I was stupid, do you think he remembers that today? <laughs> years and years later? Like twenty over twenty years later? How many games has he refed where he's seen even funnier things or whatever, all the things that have happened. People we think remember things that we remember often don't because they, they're they not that powerful. They come in contact with so many people in their lives that they couldn't possibly remember everything that happened to everyone. And maybe they remember it that someone did something, but they don't remember who it is. I mean, it's just too much information and, and time. You kind of just lose that information. Well, let's talk about the big things, the, the big mistakes, the shame around things that you are Holding on to and still embarrassed by, oh, I can't believe they know this about me. I'm saying this from experience because I've been there. There are people, there are things that people know about me that I wish they didn't, or I wish I, I didn't make that mistake and that didn't affect them or the relationship with me or people in my life. Maybe you had to go back and you had to make amends. Okay. Okay. Let's reframe it. Let's become mindful and let's think about this. To me, if this is true about you to me what this would say to me about you it's an indication that you've lived a vulnerable life in relationship with others would you say that you've grown since then that's so good i'm glad you have and i'm glad you've allowed yourself to be in relationship to the point that maybe you've done something that you don't think is a good indication of of your heart of how you want to be in relationship with other people that is a good realization friends not moving on from embarrassment of our past mistakes might indicate a lack of forgiveness for yourself. Maybe it's hard for you to forgive yourself, right? Let's, let's say that is indicating a lack of forgiveness. I'm still embarrassed about this thing. Well, you know, are others like, do you need to be, is it helping you in any way? What could you do to forgive yourself? And will that help you move on right now? Can you pick out a crippling embarrassment of someone you saw last week? Others can't, for you either but boy can you for you oh yeah me too it's time to forgive that it's time to move on no one's dwelling on it you're the only one you're the only one who are you embarrassed of then just like embarrassed in front of yourself like that's that doesn't need to happen that's not constructive to your personal growth embarrassment is good because it helps us realize and remember and learn how to do things better next time well it's next time Let's do it. Let's go forward. Friends, we're at the end of our episode. And at the end of our episode, we look at a reflection of ourselves in the mirror. And we decide to incorporate some positive talk into our lives. Some positive messages as an act of rewiring our brain as supported by science and neuroplasticity. Your brain isn't hardwired in. That is that is wrong. That's that's wrong information that has been passed down. Like after a certain amount of years, you're hard- hardwired in. No no, no, no. You can change. Thanks. Thank God (laughs) that your brains can rewire and the neural pathways can be reformed and reinforced a new way. We do this when we find a reflection of ourselves, uh, we say something to ourselves. And today, when you find a reflection, will you say this to yourself? Today, I allow embarrassment to be an indicator of growth that helps me move on. You know, and maybe there's an episode that embraces embarrassment in the present. I don't know that embarrassment from the past really helps us a ton. It kind of gets us stuck if we let it. Uh, yeah, we can learn from it. But part of a being human is to take risks and be embarrassed in the moment. Like, there, it, it can't it can't be helped. It can't be stopped. It's part of being human. We are not perfect, so embarrassment is an inevitable feature of humanity and especially if you want to live a creative life creativity is in essence like just putting yourself out there it's very vulnerable it is embarrassment embarrassment comes with it a lot and I found a few quotes that uh, really turned me on to this so um, when we can move past our uh, past embarrassments uh, I think the next step or the next level of enlightenment here is to embrace it completely fully in the present as we move on and as we take risks in doing creative work. So here they are. Charles Jeffries says, Embarrassment is a partner in the creative act. Julia Soule says, If you are never scared, embarrassed, or hurt, it means you never took chances. And a well-known screenwriter, Paul Schrader says, The secret of the creative life is to feel at ease with your own embarrassment. So go on people, be embarrassed, learn, grow, move on, get creative. It starts with you.